And from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the Holy Gospel from John 8. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, I ask you an important question. What does it take to truly be one of the Lord's disciples? One of his hangers-on? Or one of his moochers? Now, before you answer that, you'd better let the Lord Jesus have his say. Let him give the final word on what it means to really be one of his disciples or followers, or as the kids these days say, one of his dogs. Now the only answer that holds is the one that the Lord Jesus gives. You only have a Lutheran Reformation worth anything at all when you let the Lord's word run the show, right? Right? Of course. Oh, by the way, that is precisely why God created <clears throat> Lutherans. To let his word have its way in the world and in the church. Dr. Luther in 1521, standing before the Diet at Worms, gave an answer before the emperor, the princes of the empire, the bishops of the church, and other world bigwigs. The answer that Luther gave at that Diet is huge. When Dr. Luther was commanded to recant or to suffer the full weight of the empire and the church's reckoning, this is what he said. Listen carefully. I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. Bound captive. Those are strange words. But Dr. Luther was bound and held captive to what? God's word. That's when you have a reformation in the church. Stay Lutheran, my friends. Rejoice in being Lutheran, my friends. Teach others what it means to be Lutheran, my friends. Dare to be reformationally and Lutheranly bound and captive to God's word, my friends. Now, today, to you Lutherans who believe in Jesus, Jesus offers all that he can give to faith. And what's that? Well, listen to what Jesus categorically declares in the text. If you abide, or if you remain, or if you hang on to my word, you are truly my disciples. Jesus gives you his, his word. He speaks, we listen. His word imparts to you the truth and the freedom to live by faith as set free for salvation, sons and daughters of God. Jesus says, you will know the truth. And that truth will set you free. Now, the truth of the Lord's word cuts two ways. First, it tells you the ugly and the very quite unpleasant truth about yourself. What's that? It's this. We heard it also in the epistle. That you and I are all sinners. And there's even more ugliness that we are slaves to sin. 
living on sin's plantation, slaving away under a harsh and relentless master named capital S, Sin. And what is more, we are totally blind to this deadly situation. And that's why Jesus speaks. It's why he has the say-so. He dares to go where no one else will go. He gets in our grills and he calls us out. You're a sinner. And you're a slave to sin. Now sadly, such preaching in the church has gone the way of the T-Rex and the dodo bird. But it has to be said, this must be preached. And we Lutherans had better be doing it pronto, without hesitation. Because if someone denies that he or she is a sinner, he or she will not confess that they need a savior, that Jesus Christ, the savior of sinners. And Jesus, then he's the odd man out. And that can only end hellaciously. So we'd all better listen. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, my goodness, Whenever Jesus starts a sermon that way, truly, truly, you better start paying attention. There better not be any nodding off like you do at Trinity Murdoch or during a catechesis class with Kuhlman on Wednesday nights. Truly, truly, I say to you, is our Lord's shorthand for this is of the utmost important. Pay attention. It's time to wake up. What I'm about to say is salvationally important, eternally life vital. So, heads up everyone, Jesus is saying, truly, truly, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Well, there you have it. That's the truth. The Lord's true word about all of us, revealing who we are. He's MRI'd us. He's CAT scanned us. He's X-rayed all of us. And lo and behold, we never expected to hear that. But Jesus tells us that. His diagnosis is this. We're all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God's sinners. We are slaves to sin, from which there is no escape on our own. Oh, we can all try to be runaway sin slaves, but there's no getting out of sin's slavery on our own. Since the fall, everyone is a sinner, enslaved to sin, shackled in the idolatry of the self, chained and housed in the doom of eternal life. Yes, truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus says, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. But then comes another truth from our Lord's mouth. His strong word that bespeaks us righteous. Yes, God's strong word. It's the gospel of salvation. The shackles and the chains of sin's slavery and eternal death have now been broken. Slaves have been emancipated in the freedom that Jesus speaks and gives. In the freedom, yes, that he speaks and gives. Now, because the Lord Jesus Christ has pulled off a Friday that we all call good, bearing all of our sin and the whole lot of it, especially its hellish damnation, doing a Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world job, shedding his blood as the only atoning sacrifice, we are now no longer slaves to sin. We are now sons. Not just any son, but the eldest son that is given the inheritance. When God looks at all of us who believe in him, he treats us as the eldest son. We get the inheritance, whether you're a woman or a man, whether you're the firstborn or lastborn. We're all firstborn for Christ's sake. So, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed, Jesus says. And he has, thanks be to God. 
Behold, behold, yes, behold the baby Jesus who nurses at Mary's breasts. Behold Jesus who dies on the cross, who rises from the grave, and who now lords over you the salvation, the freedom, the sonship that he has won for all of you. The freedom and the salvation that Jesus has won for you, Good Friday, Lee, he now gives to you, he pours out on you through his, yes, that's right, through his word. His word in which you abide, in which you remain, in which you clean. The Matthew 28 word, hooked with the water where you were reborn, saved through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, Titus 3. Yes, through holy baptism, marked with the divine and saving name of the triune God, your sins are forgiven and you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Peter in Acts 2. And then, of course, there's the Lord's own divine word of promise from Mark 16, who says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. There's nothing better than clinging to that word, remaining in that word, holding to it. And there's more of this freedom or salvation word of Jesus. He spoke his word of absolution into your ears and hearts at the beginning of the service, after we all confessed the truth of our sin and being sinners. And in the stead and by the command of Jesus, Matthew 16, Matthew 18, and John 20, yes, this kid from Wyoming spoke Christ's word of forgiveness to you. The Lord's word does and gives what it promises, namely freedom from all of your sin. As the small catechism correctly teaches, we receive the absolution from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it, namely the absolution, our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. Isn't that marvelous? Then we cling to that, we hold on to that. That's what it means to be a disciple. There's one more word of the Lord to abide in as his disciples for good measure. In just a few minutes, we will hear the Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and 1 Corinthians, word of Jesus himself, hooked with the bread and wine. Yes, that's right. The Lord's Supper, the sacrament of the altar, given and shed for you, Jesus says. For you talk is gift talk. And what's the gift? Jesus dishes out his Good Friday and Easter Sunday body and blood for you to eat and drink with the bread and wine. Given and shed for you, Jesus says, for the forgiveness of your sin. Did you hear that? For the forgiveness of... That's his word to you. That's his promise for you. And there's the freedom no longer a slave, but a son. Well, there you have it, brothers and sisters, the truth and the freedom of the Lord's word. First, there's the law. You're an enslaved sinner. Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And then the gospel in the manifold ways that it comes. Jesus died for you, brothers and sisters, the sinner's slave. He's the savior. He is your emancipator. So if the Son of, Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. And he has the Good Friday wounds on his body to prove it. Sinner, forgiven sinner, enslaved sinner, set free sinner. Well, if you abide in my word, Jesus says, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth, and that truth will set you free. Indeed you are. Abiding in his word disciples, his hangers-on, or his dogs. Mooching off of the Lord's Good Friday word of salvation. Content 
to be justified before God only by faith in Jesus Christ, who died for you. This is why, brothers and sisters, the Lord raised up a Martin Luther and created a bunch of wacky Lutherans, even the wild and woolly Missouri Senate ones. So I beg you, stay faithfully Lutheran, my friends. Dare to be reformationally Lutheran, my friends. Bound and captive by God's word. And that's what sets you free in the name of Jesus.